science and technology. Hello and welcome to episode 42 of Tech Garage. I'm Zach Teamy. And I'm Matt Bond. And today we have quite a show for you. We have done absolutely zero uh, show prep. I did a little bit. And Wait, we're really? the, and we're on location today for yes. the first time ever. This well, is our second f- time ever, really, but the first time we'll actually ever get posted. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> yes, this is our uh, first official podcast that is uh, on location today. We're at AFK Elixirs and Eatery down in Renton, Washington. Yep, I kind of like this place, and you know the the podcast that we did that's never going to show up because it's too much work is the Pax podcast, and this place really reminds me of just being at Pax. Yeah, so kind of, right? let's it's take a brief crowd. diversion and talk about AFK. So it's in an old building of a keg, right? So imagine a keg steakhouse, you know, with the brick and the wood and all that prettiness. Uh, but now imagine... Which really is only relevant for people if you live in Canada now, eh? Right, yeah, a boot in there. Uh, so, But they've taken and retrofitted uh, the restaurant to be basically a nerd mecca. Um, just when you're standing in the entryway, there's a ton of Doctor Who paraphernalia, posters, stand-ups. Uh, there's a ton of artwork throughout the uh, restaurant for things like Firefly and Star Wars, World of Warcraft. Yeah, and I think there's, uh, and I haven't looked into I'm pretty sure there's events going on in the back in the what used to be the dining room. Yeah, and they do have, uh, like, I think Thursday nights they have art nights where people come in and cosplay and people dra- uh, draw them. Uh, I've seen at least half a dozen people in the last... Uh, um, 20 minutes or so we've been here and you know they're carrying their board games around it's basically the kind of place that I would have killed to have while I was uh, in college yeah yeah me right? too same um, something else that's kind of awesome is basically uh, it's a restaurant you can get beer here so they got a little bar area uh, yeah uh, they also it, have a revolving tap of pretty decent beers they've got a solid beer selection and uh, my burger was actually pretty good uh, what burger did you have I had the the dragon the dragon burger. Yep. Now, what was on that? Like guacamole and salsa and hot stuff and, you know, dragon stuff. Nice. So it was all dragony and shit. Yep, yep. Cool. So, yeah, um, if you happen to live in the uh, Pacific Northwest, there's actually two locations for AFK. You should check them out. There's one down in Renton, and there's another one up in Everett. Yeah. So you, uh, as you were late getting here, you said, yep. come up with topics for the podcast. And so I said, right, let me write some stuff down and... Hey, you and, even wrote uh, stuff down. There's well, like bullet points and links. Yeah, that's what it looks like, right? Um, this is actually... Uh, so I pulled up my OneNote where I keep all my notes for stuff. And I was like, ooh, I got a... Wait, hang on. I got a, I got a podcast OneNote. Let me just add to that. And uh, and I got some notes from, from a long time ago. This was actually from March 2012. March of 2012. So yep. that's like three years and change ago. Basically, yeah. Because we're almost... Yeah, it's actually almost four years. So, so here's a list of, of topics that we had back three years ago. Okay. Uh, Google Fiber in Kansas. I don't know what the fuck ever happened to that. I, I don't, you don't hear anything more about Google Fiber, right? But I yeah. remember they were, they were doing stuff. Um, I had a topic about booth babes. Right. That was in prep for PAX of Probably. 2012. Uh, Jerry Ellsworth. Do you remember her? She was the... I met her uh, at PAX. I, I think it was before you ever went to PAX. Who, she had a uh, little NES game with a Pico projector. This was back before Pico projectors were... Common in every Common day. and everything. She ended up working for Valve for a short while in their hardware department and then is now gone. Uh, Code Hero, Gears of War, Assassin's Creed. Wait, Gears of, of War, video what's game that? Stuff. Yeah, I know. 
Um, the new Razer Blade laptop, uh, which at the time I was jazzed about because it had a built-in touchpad. Now, did, did you go the, out and buy one? No, 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 I didn't. Uh, this is this is the funny thing: is all this stuff is crap that like we we talked about, but I never heard anybody. But that the did, did this actually make it onto the podcast? I don't or know. These things we just were. I think these were things about. that like I think some of them must have made it. Uh, but this was the. The uh, the touchscreen was moved over to the right hand side as opposed to being in the center. Oh, which, remember? Yeah. Which totally makes sense. Yeah, we, we'd argued about that for a long time, saying it was way more ergo to I have it over on a, the right. I think it's a genius idea, and, and you uh, don't see anybody doing it still. No, uh, one of the and, and uh, well, I guess we could talk about this a little bit today too. Um, on the iPad Pro, yeah, the keyboard once you put like two fingers down and start to move, uh, it becomes a little touchpad like, and you can navigate the cursor wherever you need to go. Oh, does yeah, that make yeah. sense? Yeah, that makes so sense. like it, it gives yeah. you like keyboard, but your keyboard magically turns into, uh, uh, you know, yeah, a little kind of trackpad. Yep, yep. Uh, I had the Turtle Beach XB four hundred, which I did buy, which is wireless head uh, headphones for the uh, Xbox or, or PS three, which I still use for my Xbox One now. Nice, um, nice. Oh, and this was then I had future topics. How <laughs> I don't know what the future topics. Oh, there's all which kinds I'm of sure old very uh, topical. We had I had a uh, old article on um, the difference between Python and PowerShell. I, I and, remember doing the Python and PowerShell yeah. show. Um, we, and there's, I've got a link to an article from Jeffrey Snover talking about why he made PowerShell. Some interesting stuff there. Um, he lost a bet, one? right? Uh, no, no, no. He, he thought he'd do something good. And this one, I, I totally remember this one. I saw this. There was an article on um, uh, from TEDx where mm-hmm. they had had some maybe bad science TED Talks. No. And they published a s- guidelines on good science versus bad science. I do remember that show. Yeah. Is, wait, wait. I have a question. Yeah. Is it Sweeps Week? Right now? Yeah. No, I don't think so. Oh, okay. I'm because just checking because typically... Does this feel sweeps, sweepsy? Well, yeah, Sweeps Weeks. It's like where you try and get new people to watch Chuck. So you're like, oh, we're going to have a flashback episode where Chuck relives his whole... This is totally uh, the flashback episode. I didn't even... But I, as I saw it, I was like, oh, this is all kinds of fun stuff. Uh, can I, got can an article I bust your here balls the, just for one second right oh, now? Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, before we started the show, yeah. now we, we don't have our normal gear here with us. We have no pod. We have no mic stands or anything, so we're yeah. just holding our mics. Yep. Uh, and Matt was bitching that his volume was a little too low. <laughs> and I was like, hey, dude, I'm putting you low because as soon as we get podcasting, podcast voice is going to come on. You're going to be like clipping. You're going to be way at the high. Am I, am like, I, am I I'm not going to do that. at the levels now? Yeah, you right, are. Sweet. Like, you've right. been bumping there. Uh, my favorite was is like, your excuse was, well, we're in public. I'm going to feel bad like being loud and boisterous in public, which I, I have never actually seen you feel bad about. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Maybe I just am self-conscious in my mind. Uh, and then I had a uh, – there was an article on from 2012 of the uh, Pebble being – Delay the Pebble. Remember the Pebble watch? The Pebble smartwatch. Yeah, yeah. there's actually a very uh, large proponent or a group of folks that are still like strong yeah. proponents of the this. Pebble. Was back before it even came out. It was it was initially delayed. Before it is Christmas, one of the, the few smartwatches that I haven't owned. Um, and we'll get into that here in a moment. Um, and then there was something about uh, Gmail going down, Netflix going down, <laughs> um, going down to Chinatown. Yeah, that's uh, oh, and oh, I had something on the from. From Wired on the top ten science fiction novels. Wow. Ooh, curious what uh, we might have to click that link and read because I've been I'm looking for some new right books. Now. Oh, and oh, you know what? I, I remember Dune, Dune was on the goddamn list, and which I is appallingly hate. bad. Dune was number one. Yeah, that's God. just me- that, it was a poser. Wrote okay, that. hang on, and then tie for number two and number three. 
Um, I, I like number two, but it's Ender's Game, and I know how you feel about that. Well, you know, here's my take on Ender's Game, and I don't remember if we've actually talked about this on the show or not, but uh, it felt like it was written by a 10-year-old. I, I, that's yeah, I, and I, I know I've heard your your argument of that before. Have um, you read it since you've been a grown up? Yeah, yeah, I read it like a year ago. And, and it was the, all right. It wasn't. It wasn't. Well, yeah, like I uh, mean, it's not War and Peace, but well, if you look at all those books, Ender's Game is honestly the weakest of them. Uh really? Because yeah. you know Dune. No, uh, no, I'm not talking about that list. <laughs> I'm talking about the uh, books written by oh, the of racist. the of the Ender's Games. <laughs> yeah, by by the uh, misogynistic the, racist. Correct, correct. Yeah, because like, uh, oh, I'm blanking on all of the other books that were uh, written. The but there was uh, about four books. That, yeah, uh, where he goes into outer space and he meets the Poquinos and yeah, and they all do and stuff. Those were some awesome books. Eh. Like, just I, th- I compared, Ender's Game was my favorite of the of the series. God damn it, dude! Yeah, so disappointed. All right, they, they, they had Hitchhiker's Guide, uh, which is which is yeah. solid. Uh, Foundation by Isaac Asimov, which I've never read. Nineteen eighty four by George Orwell. Fahrenheit four fifty one. Mm-hmm. I, I haven't read any of those classics. Have you? No. Okay. I started to read nineteen eighty four and got bored. <laughs> okay. The next one, Neuromancer by William Gibson. That that was seeming pile of shit, right? Well, how is he, it that people love Gibson? I think that's because, and I don't know how to put this politely, but. People have shit for brains. That's that's my feeling. Yeah. Uh, I think the single word... Actually, ah, I have such a hard time with this. There are two books that will constantly uh, be vying for worst book ever written. Uh, hands down, no questions asked, no matter what genre you're in. And it's going to be Mona Lisa Overdrive and The Andromeda Strain. Wait, you just completely forgot about Dune. Uh, no, like, Dune is an appallingly bad book. But it is no Mona Lisa Overdrive. Okay, now number eight, I kind of like uh, Starship Troopers. I never actually read the book. Uh, the, the book is actually, you should, I highly recommend the book. It's a good read. Um, Snow Crash by Neil Stevenson. Like that one. It was I love awesome. that book. I've read it like three times. And Ring World by Larry Niven, which I've never read. Uh, that's been on my to read list yeah. for a while. I should probably just pick that up and check it out. So anyway, so now we're mm-hmm. very, very topical. We're talking about a three-year-old article from Wired. Yeah, and that's that's the end of my list of history, uh, the best of. So hopefully that gets us some uh, listeners that are now can be brought up to speed with where we're at in the show, and they won't uh, wonder and be like, "Oh my God, what's well, happening?" Around and I'm sure us? if I had any listeners, if we had any listeners, we'd we'd get some people writing in telling us we're uh, full of crap and that Dune's is the greatest thing ever. The most I, favorite, I'm almost most confident that Elias is not going to send that email. Nathan might. Nathan might. I, yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Nathan, when he listens to this, is just rolling over going, what the fuck's wrong with these guys? Dune's the greatest novel ever. I don't know. Yeah, he um, might be. Nathan, if you are feeling that, just go ahead and keep it to yourself because you're fucking wrong. <laughs> uh, okay, so I want to talk a little bit today about some wearables. Um, I, it <laughs> should be no secret to anybody that um, I'm a kind of fan of Apple, and I've held out from buying an Apple Watch. I've had some strong feelings on the podcast about the uh, pricing structure of the Apple Watch. Yeah, I believe we, we went into detail on I, the... I on may the... have been very red-faced and angry and screaming about it at the time. Um, so, recently, Microsoft came out with the Band 2. Yep. And it just so happened that I got a screaming deal on a Band 2, so I thought... Hey, me too. What the hell? I'm going to get me a Band 2. Uh, I'm going to start wearing it around. I'm look- really looking forward to it because... Uh, for the last year or so, I've had a Garmin Phoenix 3, which is a phenomenal running watch. It is hands down the best watch I've ever had for running. 
Uh, it works as an everyday watch. It syncs with your phone. I can get my text messages, see who's texting me. It gets me reminders for meetings. All in all, badass watch. The one thing it couldn't do, though, was like actually respond to a text. Okay, yeah. Because it just doesn't have that capability. It's got six buttons, and that's it. Yeah. That's so, why I love the Microsoft Band 2. Yeah. <laughs> and I was super stoked because I've actually seen people use the Band 2. I've seen them actually send text messages with it. And I was like, man, I'm in a good spot right now. I can get a Band 2 relatively inexpensively. Um, pick me up a Band. Got it. Got it home. Got it installed. Was super stoked. Uh, did a sync with my iPhone. It started showing me my meetings. And I was actually really impressed. The uh, the Band is like, it's a little rec- uh, short but wide screen. Yep. Uh, but it looks pretty. Yeah. They it, did a good job on the design. They managed to get all of the information you need on the screen. It's actually really easy to use. Uh, all in all, really awesome. So a, some, a quick quick disclaimer here, a uh, little social media disclaimer. Uh, Zach and I both work for Microsoft. Neither of us work on the band or Correct. have any inside knowledge or any uh, things to do with the band um, or the application written for the band. So yeah. this is just our opinions, not Microsoft's opinions. Correct. Obviously. And uh, again, I'm usually a very, very strong proponent of Apple products, but I was actually really impressed with the band. Uh, it does great for workouts. It has a heart rate monitor. It's got the, what are the little metal pins for? Like The ones down on the bottom? Yeah. They're doing, the, there's a temperature sensor and I believe a moisture sensor. Yeah, so... Or moisture, you know, it checks out what your how, how much, much sweat you're generating. Yeah. It checks out your temperature. It's got a UV filter or a UV um, sensor on it. So it is just absolutely packed with sensors to tell you information yeah. I, about what's going on while I you work out. I think from the 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 um, you know their website, there, there's 15 sensors, I believe. Yeah, like there, there's just a fat stack of sensors in there, and it, it's actually fairly comfortable. Like yeah. I, I didn't I, I, so. I from from um, my perspective, I obviously have well, not to the listeners, well, other than Nathan and Elias, who knows, um, have relatively large boned wrists. Matt's a big dude. Yeah, um, I was concerned that the large band wouldn't fit on me. In fact, uh, while I was at work, there's a if you go to the band site, mm-hmm. there's a there's a little hey, yeah, print out print I, out this I thing. Printed to, it up. Yeah, to measure which one to go on your wrist. I couldn't figure whether I was going to need the small or the medium. Yeah. So I found one of those just laying around in one of the uh, office spaces that somebody right. had used already, and I put it on my wrist, and it didn't fit around my wrist. Ooh. So even I was like, even the large was like, I was like, ooh, this might not work, but um, it's it's very comfortable. Like the large, um, I actually like the it, it fits. Yeah, like I don't notice it now. So yeah. that said, um, I'm very fussy about having things on my. Yep. Like I don't wear a ring because it drives me crazy. Um, mm-hmm. I have noticed sometimes like waking up in the middle of the night and it feels constrictive on my arm. So you wear yours at night, actually. So you're getting the I, benefits I, of the sleep I've stopped because it, I would wake up and feel like constrictive on my arm. So I, I, I tried it a few times, but I, I just don't. I need to be free. Yeah, but, I, I, um, I get that. But uh, it, but it's very comfortable and it, 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 it I, I actually like the way that the clasp functions. Yeah, the clasp is badass. I, I saw some reviews that said it was hard to use, and I think those people must have just well not understood how to use a clasp. So because I, I will say, when I first put the clasp on, I had a really hard time l- with lining the thing up and getting it to snap in. Okay, and uh, because I'm I'm one of those people that tries to keep things in pristine. 
condition. Ah. And so it's got a metal face, and you're taking metal teeth and sliding it and into so you're the worried about scratching So I was the... worried about scratching it up. Yeah. Um, huh. I just went Hulk smash and jammed it on. Duh. <laughs> that's like the difference in our uh, approaches, right? So I, I assume if you're a person that's a little overly careful like I might be, then um, that's why it could have presented a challenge. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I can't even. But I like that it, once it's on, it's very easy to adjust the tension on it, like how yeah. how tight it is or well, loose. I, I think that's the other thing is if you were trying to get it to be, um, like when you put your watch on, right? You know which, excuse me, you know which hole the little thingy is going through. Yeah. So your watch kind of pops on at the same time. On your band, you don't. But that's not actually a problem. I found, like, when I first started, I was trying to clasp it in the same spot every time. Yeah. Again, OCD. Uh, I quickly realized that it wasn't that. It was just, like, clasp it and then click, click, click until it feels right, and then yeah. you're done. And I've actually found, uh, depending on what activity I'm doing, I will have it tighter or looser. So if I'm, yeah. um, when we're doing CrossFit or something, and I'm doing something where I'm going to be bending my wrist back, I'll actually loose, loosen it up. And yep. it only takes a second to do that. You know, you just kind of grab it, squeeze it. It slides slides back a little bit, and it's but there. You go. It's, it's looser. Yep. So I was actually very, very, very excited. Like I, I, I'm sure you remember, I had I ordered my band and had to wait for like two weeks to get it. Yeah. Because well, I of think whatever. you'd even seen me using it to text in the, uh, yeah. while we were carpooling, and I can't believe. So here's the thing: um, when you text on it, it, it's a teeny little screen, mm-hmm. and so you you throw 26 letters up there. They're teeny. Somehow, through some sort of magic, they are they are guessing. They must be doing a little bit of sort of like swipe type ne- not technology sure. to go. Oh, he hit these three areas of yeah. of the keyboard. Here's their and best this must guess be the word that he's based off of. Where yeah, he's at. because I'm definitely not hitting the letters directly on because I'm hitting eight letters every time I every time I hit one. But it is really accurate on the words. I mean, sometimes it'll get it wrong, but even yep. if you get it wrong, you swipe over and there's a, here's the words that you've got and you can edit the the sentence mm-hmm. that you've typed out. And so it's actually, it's mostly types it incorrectly. And then even if it doesn't, it's fairly easy to edit it and, and get and, it correct. And right now I feel like you're gloating. I'm not going to lie. Um, like, like I said, I was super excited to get my band because it was going to be like a relatively inexpensive device that enabled me to text from my wrist. Yeah. You know, the other thing, and I'm going to go out a little bit more, that actually works fairly well. The, um, I'll usually don't do it, but if it's somewhere even relatively quiet, the Cortana text to, or speech to text mm-hmm. is very accurate also. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually surprised at how, you know, because you just kind of hold your wrist up, say, yeah, I'll be right there. And then I'm like, oh, wow, it came up with, yeah, I'll be right there. And, and then I'll hit send and it just works. It's, it's, it's awesome. Yeah, dick. So, so anyway, here's so the how thing that I haven't with, actually yeah. uh, been able to tell the listeners yet. Uh, when I got my band, I was super stoked. I wore it, and I started to try and do things like, uh, you know, use the keyboard to send a text. As it turns out, you can only do that with the iPhone or an Android. I'm yeah. sorry, with an Android or a Windows phone. You can't text via the band you with get, an iPhone. You, you get a text. You get a notification. Yeah. I you get got a text t- and you I can read it. I can read it. And I'm now sitting in the exact same spot I was, albeit much prettier, than yeah. my Phoenix 3. Yeah. So uh, so was that then the genesis of you to buy an Apple Watch two weeks that later? That is correct. 
that was like what finally motivated me to go just buy an Apple Watch. So, so just for our, our listeners to add it up, and, and you've already said this though, but you already had a Phoenix Three. Yep. You bought the Microsoft Band Two. Yep. You just bought a, a, a Apple Watch. Yep. How much money do you have in wearables right now? For that like, you could literally oh, wear right man. now on a given day. Right about twelve or thirteen hundred dollars, probably. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> let's let's actually take a step back and uh, recognize that a that is batshit crazy, but b I wanted it, so it's okay. Yeah. Uh, now I, the, the other the other the other measurement that we did. You have a motorcycle that you ride around sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is your second motorcycle. That's correct. How much money have you spent on motorcycles through uh, your lifetime? Five hundred dollars. Uh, so you've spent twice as much on wearables. Almost three times, yeah. Yeah, as you have on motorcycles. motorcycles. Yeah. That's awesome. All right, anyway. And, and that's only counting, like, the last three. That's not counting any of the Fitbits that I bought. Right, or the uh, you had the uh, the Nike watch. Or the Nike band yeah. thing, yeah. yeah. Did you yeah. have a Jawbone at any point? No, oh, I, did, okay. I didn't get any of those. Huh. Uh, but, so... I found myself in an awkward position where I, really what I wanted. You did have multiple. You had the original Fitbit and then you had the Fitbit. You had the Fitbit Flex, was it? What was yeah. the one that came out that they so recalled? The one that got rec- uh, so I had the original Fitbit. Yeah. And then I bought the Flex, which was the one that got recalled. Yeah. And it was really unfortunate because I sent mine in for warranty repair right before the recall. Yeah. So they got it and like the next day decided to do the recall and said, well, we'll send you your money back. And I'm like, no, I really want the Flex back. I really liked it. Um, if that was the one that got recalled, I don't remember. Uh, but yeah, so I I found myself with the band being uh, kind of a little a little sad because I really wanted to reply to text messages from my hand or from my wrist. Yeah. So I went out and bought an Apple Watch. Excuse me. Um, I'm gonna have to do some editing on this show. It sounds like. No, no I think we're fine. We're fine. Uh, people can deal with it. Yeah. So. Uh, Interestingly enough, because I'm me, I now had a Microsoft Band, a Garmin Phoenix 3, and an Apple Watch. I got one of the 42-millimeter uh, jobs, Space Gray. Yeah. Uh, and me, I'm currently rocking the original band. Now, yeah, yeah, I was going to ask for, you for, about that. For those of you that remember or listen to the podcast, uh, my big issue with the Apple Watch was, uh, you know, so the Apple Watch costs four hundred dollars. You wanted the metal band, and then you want the link bracelet that right. goes with it, which is another five hundred dollars. Which was another five hundred dollars, and I I can understand spending four hundred dollars on a magical piece of technology that's like smaller than a half dollar. Yeah, that makes sense to me. What doesn't make sense is a chunk of stainless steel that costs five hundred dollars in the shape of a watch band. Right, particularly when you can buy a. Mm, I can buy a whole a, a watch for five hundred dollars. Yeah, for five hundred dollars with that exact same band on it. Correct. Yeah. So uh, I had a little bit of a boycott for a while, uh, mostly until third-party companies started making their own uh, bands. For so have you uh, have you been shopping around for uh, third-party bands on Amazon? And you're going to buy one for six bucks now. Well, so I I'm currently rocking the standard band. I've Which got, doesn't look bad. I yeah, mean, no, it's I, I've got the. Uh, uh, 42 millimeter Apple Watch Sport. Yeah. So, for honestly, those of you the, at home, it goes Apple Watch Sport, Apple Watch, Apple Watch Edition. The the rubber on that looks really similar to the like the Microsoft Band. You can you get up on your mic a little bit there, dude. Oh, the uh, the rubber on your on your on the Apple Watch looks really similar to the Microsoft Band. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like that sort same sort of. Yep. It's actually a really like I'm I'm actually pretty I was happy with the. Uh, 
the feel and the look of the Microsoft Band. Yeah. And this this band on my Apple Watch is kind of the same thing, right? I mean, it's carried over very similarly. And I have been looking for um, replacement bands yeah. uh, that are a little bit more classy looking. Uh, and it's, you know, Christmas time. So I've got, I found the one that I want, put it on a Christmas list. I'm waiting to see if somebody buys it. <laughs> if not, come like December 25th by the afternoon, there'll be one on order that'll show up to my house before I go back to work. Right, right, right. Um, but I've come to terms with a couple of things. Uh, one, uh, I'm a super huge nerd. There was about a week where I was, well, maybe four days, where I was wearing my uh, Microsoft Band 2 and my Apple Watch simultaneously, yeah, one on yeah. each wrist. That might be a little overkill. Yeah, You could probably get away with it in here. but uh... it, it was, and I got away with it at a lot of places. Um, but uh, I, I have made some decisions. I spent some time. I went to uh, CrossFit the other day rocking both the Apple Watch and yeah. my Band 2. Nobody made fun of you? No, I was I actually think, surprised. I think we're too new. They don't know you well enough yet. Right. I expected... Well, and the night I did it was when I was at a different class with a bunch uh, okay. of new people. So uh, I would have expected our regular class to have given me some crap about it. Uh, but so starting the workout, I turned on both the Apple Watch and the Microsoft Band. Uh, the Microsoft Band was actually easier to get going. Okay. Uh, the Apple Watch... Now, part of the problem I had with the Apple Watch getting it started with the workout app, which is not very hard, was that I was wearing it on the inside of my wrist okay. because I was trying to make sure if we did lifting or something, I didn't crack the screen of my brand new watch. Okay. So um, I had to do things upside down and reversed. Right. Which is a little hard on your brain. Did you... I'm curious. Did you know... Did you compare heart rates at all as you were yep. um, going? So uh, I turned my both my Apple Watch on and my uh, Band 2 right at the beginning of the workout so through the warm-up and weightlifting section, I had both of them measuring heart rate. Okay. Um, they were usually within about five or six beats. Okay. That feels yeah acceptable le- and level of tolerance to... Each of them, and I think most of that would be just from the uh, difference in how tight they were. Yeah. Right? Like, my band was fairly... It was snug. Yeah. But I've, I've gotten used to where that's, that needs to be to be snug and work. Yeah. My Apple Watch, I was having problems because... Um, I had to not only turn it upside down, but flip it around so that the digital crown and the other button were kind of down on my arm and not okay. near my hand. Yep. Because I kept pausing the workout when I was moving my wrist. I, I will which say, yeah. And you've that, had problems with that on I've the band. I've had that with the band, and I tend to try and adjust for that now, and I haven't had as many problems. But Yeah. Um, by the time I finished the workout, uh, the band claimed that I'd burned almost 800 calories, and the Apple Watch claimed I'd burned about 600 calories. Okay, so that's a significant difference there. Yeah, and I think that difference boils down to the fact that the band has a number of different workout options. Yeah. It's got, like, running, bicycling, golf, weightlifting, and a couple others, right? And I assume you are just using the weightlifting. Yeah, I was doing CrossFit, so I was using the weightlifting one, where the Apple Watch has, like, running, cycling, indoor running, indoor cycling, and other. Oh, so you did... Oh, so, so you chose other, I assume. I, I picked other. Yeah. And I think the, the calorie difference there is probably just from the fact that the Microsoft Band had a little more context on right. what I was doing. So it was able to... Um, and by the way, when I say more accurately predict, I mean, say I worked out more when I... 
it's like one of those things. When you're working out, you always believe the things that tells you you burn more calories and things that tells you you haven't. Yeah, yeah, there's that. Yeah. Also, I, I would think that if you were, like what you're saying, if the uh, uh, Apple Watch had a was a little looser, it may not have been getting as yeah. frequent heart rate, so you may have been missing a few beats. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I did have my Apple Watch a little bit looser than the band. Um, so the interesting thing is, is I've used the band uh, for about a week or two now. Okay. And when I use the band in the morning for CrossFit, it does fine, like the rest of the day. It yeah. still has battery, and it's good. Uh, I charge it every night, right, just like I do all my other devices. Yep. Um, the Apple Watch, I used it all day and then went to a nighttime workout. And by the time I finished the workout, it was like, hey, put me in low battery mode because I'm about to die. Oh. So huh. um, now that might be the fact that there's a lot more going on with the Apple Watch than there is with the band. Yeah. Right? The band basically has uh, some low-power Bluetooth yep. that it has to maintain a connection to the phone occasionally to get push notifications or whatever. Yep. Whereas the Apple Watch is actually actively communicating a little more with my phone. Yep, yep. So, um, but I, I've made a decision based off of all of uh, my last week's worth of activity. I've decided for um, CrossFit, I'm going to use the band for um, the Microsoft Band 2 for yep. uh, my workouts. I'm going to use the Apple Watch for my everyday wear. And I'm using the Garmin Phoenix 3 for... Excuse any, me. Any runs that you any do? Any of the runs or adventure races yeah. we do. Well, Because the Garmin Phoenix 3 is uh, basically bulletproof. So really what you're saying is there isn't any one device out there that people can use. They really still need to basically, you know, if they want to get into fitness uh, tracking, spend $1,200 on devices. I'm saying if you're me, that is apparently the case. Yes. I see. Most people could probably just go pick up one of the new Fitbits that has a GPS built in, heart rate monitor, and be fine. Yeah, I think I think the Fitbit Surge is the one device we haven't had a chance to really like. Yeah, uh, you were going to buy one, but I you was, decided against it because you got the uh, well, band. Well, I kind of held out because I got a deal on the band. So, yeah, you know, what are you going to do? But, yeah, I actually really wish uh, one of us had uh, ponied up and gotten the uh, Surge because that was a pretty awesome looking device. So, it's been a while since we've, uh, we've done a podcast, obviously. Um, and there has been a lot of new content on Netflix in that time. Really? What uh, what have you been watching? On Netflix? Yeah. Well, or anything. Anywhere. Oh, sorry. Uh, I, I know you mostly watch Amazon. But, yeah. Uh, um. So uh, there's actually a anime that I started to watch. So I've got a daughter. She's two. She's now just getting to the point where she repeats everything she hears. Yeah. So I found that most of the, my go-to shows that I would watch with her so that my brain doesn't leak out my ear from children's programming um, are no longer viable because they're using bad words. So Archer's out. Archer is out. Ooh, new uh, Archer is April. I, I'm excited about that. April 2016. New Archer. Yep. Yay. So I picked up and started watching a new anime called Fairy Tale. Okay. Which is not bad. It's not the best anime I've watched. Yeah. But it definitely hits the, uh, you know, magic users, happy-go-lucky, uh, no real serious violence, and no swearing or anything. Okay. So it's good to watch with a kid. But what I will say is an awesome show that is uh, that is just I, I did not even think I was going to like it as much as I do. Jessica Jones. Oh, did you have you finished it yet? I have not finished it due to other constraints. Okay, but I've made it further into Jessica Jones than I did into um, uh, Daredevil. Oh, did you not finish Daredevil? I didn't finish Daredevil okay, yet. So, but I got sick uh, last week or the week before. Ended up home all day and I binge watched most of Jessica Jones. I thought that was a. 
great series. Oh yeah, I thought they Hands just down, did no it really asked. well. Um, like across the board, like it just just. Uh, I binge watched the hell out of that a few weeks ago. And, yeah, and uh, yeah, it I think was I watched solid. it in a weekend basically. Um, yeah, I'm excited to finish it. Uh, Daredevil, I may or may not get back to. I don't know. Yeah, they do. Um, there is a little crossover between Jessica Jones and Daredevil. Uh, there's at least one character that uh, nice comes in from Daredevil. Um, the uh, I just finished watching Sword Art Online. Uh, that's been in my uh, to watch list for a while now. Like Netflix really says, I should like it. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's not um, maybe quite uh, kid friendly. There's maybe some scary violence. Right. I, I have a hard trouble judging. Well, your kids are like 16. My kids were like when I was watching it, they were like, "Oh my god, you're watching Sword Art Online, nerd!" And uh, your kids that watch Doctor Who. Well, she said that because she'd already seen it, and then she oh. tried ruining it for me. Uh, <laughs> I believe that's what you've done to her. At the same yeah yeah, time, yeah. Right? it's it's a, it's a little back it's a and family forth. thing yeah, yeah. Um, I saw that and then uh, the other one that I, I like that I know you saw was seven seven deadly sins yes I, didn't I tell you to watch that you did and I did yeah seven deadly sins was awesome I, I'm looking forward to season two I, I am too I thought they it did, was really good did you watch the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt I watched an episode of that and for some reason it just didn't resonate with me but uh, mm. I I know other people have really liked it. Uh, uh, I really, really dug that show. I'm, I'm waiting for the second season. Did you um, watch um, the new Aziz Ansari show? Uh, I started Master to, of None. I started to, but I, I had the baby with me, and like right. very quickly, and was like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna turn this off." No, it's definitely not it's baby, not baby appropriate, friendly, yeah. uh, but it's really good. Oh I, yeah, I, like what I saw, I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be the awesome." The funny thing was, I turned on one of his comedy uh, bits. Uh, Last week, I think, mm-hmm. and there he had a bunch of uh, his bits that he had clearly turned into entire episodes. Uh, I think like the fir- maybe the first episodes you might have saw it was about like just guys being weirdos, like women yep. having to deal with with weirdo ga- creepo guys following them home and stuff. Which uh, I never consider myself as a guy who like I, you know I, I'm not particularly. You're not. Uh, uh, you don't hit that level of stalker creepy vibe. Well, a, I'm not a so- creepy stalker, but I don't mm-hmm. actually worry about anybody stalker creeping me because you know I'm a guy, right? Yeah. This is another one of those things where I've talked to people, even men, grown men that are you know larger than me. Uh, they are intimidated by a lot of things that I don't actually. I, I would never have thought to be intimidating. Yeah, I, I, I miss out on all that yeah, myself. I think both of us are a little broken when it comes to the <laughs> intimidation level. Yeah, yeah. So uh, something, uh, you, you probably haven't seen this because you don't spend as much time on Amazon as I do, uh, but Sneaky Pete. Uh, I haven't seen Sneaky Pete. So they've released one episode so far. It's one of the Amazon original series. Wait, but it, they're doing it in like... Well, they're, 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 they're doing so, it serially? They're like holding out as no, opposed to just no. the... Uh, Amazon does this thing where they produce a bunch of pilots. Okay. And then which pilots get uh, renewed for entire episodes is sort of based off of a number of factors that aren't made publicly visible. Okay. That's kind of interesting. Yeah. So but basically, if a bunch of people list, watch the pilot, then maybe it'll get picked up. Yeah. And they've even gone so far as to have some pilots that have uh, rendering either like computer graphics or um, cartoons and in the cartoon one like I was watching a cartoon I'm like oh this is pretty good and it got to about the middle of the episode and all of a sudden boom storyboards like they had 
actual actors going through with the voices doing the things. Yeah. But they just hadn't done the artwork yet. So they're like, bam, storyboard. We're moving it around. It was kind of like watching Bleach. Huh. Uh, so, um, but uh, Sneaky Pete, it has Giovanni Ravisi. Okay. Uh, he plays a guy who's in jail. Named Pete? Yep. Well, no. Um, he's got a cellmate named Pete. Okay. And his cellmate's one of these guys that jibber jabbers all the time. Talks about how great it was when he was at home, how great his grandparents were, how great it was growing up on this little farm. And uh, uh, Giovanni Ravisi's character gets out of jail and realizes that he's into some serious people for some serious money. And they've sort of uh, coerced his brother into helping them find him. So he assumes Pete's identity and goes back to Pete's uh, grandparents' house, uh, who are in the bonds business. Okay. And uh, is trying to find a way to get the money he needs to, uh, you know, live, to, to not be murdered. Huh. And he finds out that it's not actually the bonds, like stocks and bonds business. It's like the bail bonds business. Right, right. And merriment ensues. Huh. It was really good. I was watching the first episode and I was like, wait, where's more? Where's more? Where- Damn it, Amazon. I want more. I might have to check that out. Um I watched, uh, well, I watched a few episodes, maybe four or five, of uh, Man in the High Castle on Amazon. How is that? I've been meaning to watch it. It's, it's a little slow, um, but good. Uh, I'm going to have to watch a couple more episodes. It, it's, there's, there's, there's bits of, like, inf- it's, I, it's interesting, mm-hmm. uh, but it's a little bit slow-paced. Okay. Um, so, that but makes sense. It's, I believe it's actually based on a Philip K. Dick yeah, it is. Novel uh, about uh, sort of alternate universe where the Nazis and, and Japanese had won World War II. Have you noticed that there's a lot of things based off of a Philip, Philip K. K. Dick, Dick short story? And the things that are based off of them have only a passing connection to mm. them. Such as? Uh, you're calling me on that right now, and I'm having a hard time <laughs> pulling it up. Because, uh, no, I hadn't noticed that. I want to say Blade Runner, right? That okay. was based off of Philip K. Dick. Uh, which, that was, which I've seen the movie once or twice. Yeah, but, a couple uh, times here and there. Um, but never bothered to read the book. I, I, so I read the book, and it was like, ah, uh, okay. Um, Minority Report. Okay. I don't, remember, I don't think I actually ever read the original stuff. But I, I find that there's a lot of things that Philip K. Dick might have written two or three hundred words on. Right. And then somebody comes along and makes a four-hour epic. Well, the um, uh, Total Recall was... Yep, Dick, Total right? Recall. Which, yep. which even the Total Recall movies were... Completely different yeah. from each other. Yeah. Uh, My understanding is the second movie was closer to the original source material. But, you know, maybe I need to actually just go read just a bunch closer. of Philip K. Dick. Now he, that I think about he, it. He clearly seems to have a lot of good ideas. Yeah. I, I've never read any of his stuff, so I don't that know. On my watch list. I've just seen movies that were loose, loosely based on his material, apparently. Do you know my favorite thing that was based off of a novel written by somebody? Mm, where the Red Fern Grows? No. So, have you seen Haven? No. Okay. So, Haven's... I think you've told me about this, though. Yeah. I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast or not, but Haven is uh, a book. It was written by... No, there was a short story written by Stephen King that was adapted into the TV show Haven. In the TV show Haven, there's this little tiny town up in the Northeast. Um, Think of kind of dairy. Okay. But uh, the people of the town are afflicted. They have uh, these things called the Troubles, and... Some of the troubles, um, you know. Troubles? Exactly. Uh, one of the guys can make earthquakes happen. Another okay. lady has laser eyes. Okay. And these troubles. Sounds like X-Men. 
yeah, these troubles aren't always there. They just happen at a regular cadence. They travel through families, and they're brought on by stress and angst and anger or whatever, right? Usually some emotional trauma. She's got freaking laser eyes. Yeah, and there's a lady, Audrey, who kind of shows up out of the blue, and she helps people with the troubles, right? Um, And there's this whole kind of uh, background story of who is Audrey Parker, who is the Colorado kid. It's a kid that died one day. Right, was it the Colorado kid, the short the The story? Yeah, the the short story story was based uh, based off of who is the Colorado kid or something like that. All right. And the short story is about a college intern who goes to work at a small town paper who works with a couple of old guys that run the local paper in a tiny little town in Maine and they talk about this time where there was this guy named the Colorado kid who was some kid that died and he was in Colorado and the lady's like oh cool okay I guess that's small town life and that's the fucking book right right and then they spun off a whole series that is absolutely in no way related to it other than it happened in a small town in Maine so yeah, so it's, it's whenever I see something that's, like, based on a novel by Blah, I'm like, ah, really? Or did you just, like, lift the names and maybe a location? So, uh, one last topic here. Before Wait, only one? Well. Because I got some other stuff to talk about. At least one more. Okay. Um, coming up this week, on Friday, this upcoming Friday, uh, which, you know, by the time this podcast actually get posted, it might be last Friday. <laughs> Dick. Um <laughs> but the, the new Star Wars movie is coming out. Oh, yeah. We're going to go watch that with work. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're going to go watch it at 9 a.m. So so do you think that uh, um, the new Darth Maul is Luke Skywalker? I don't think so. So Do I, you I, think I, the chick with the um, with the stick is going to fly uh, the Millennium Falcon? I don't think so. Is um, the uh, Stormtrooper guy that's black going to say, We ain't found shit. That would be funny as hell. <laughs> I really want that. Like, I can't even describe to you how much that would make me happy. That would be awesome. So I, I, I was reading something the other day. Um, it sounds like J.J. Abrams has, is really keeping a lot of stuff mm-hmm. um, secret. So this is one of those things where I personally have imposed a media blackout on myself. Well, I haven't watched any of the trailers. Here's, here's I know nothing thing. about anything other than there's, what I read on Reddit. There's only a couple of trailers. The trailers are just like, basically... There's a girl with a lightsaber and a Millennium Falcon flown around. People are going, woo! And that's about all you can get from the trailers. There's also the part with uh, Han and Chewie. Right, like I said, Millennium Falcon. They don't show Leia. They don't show Luke. They don't even show, like, the big gangly dude from Girls. Like, <laughs> I know that's abstract for you. They, but they, uh, um, they do show BB-8. They show a shit ton of BB-8. Which I still don't uh, understand and they show why the, the girl And they show that. her talking with Han and, uh, Han and Chewie. And that's about it. Mm-hmm. Other than that, what happens in this fucking movie is up for grabs. So, so I think that's intentional. I think I want to know is are we going to get to see like Scotty or maybe the Enterprise explode or something? Because in well, both, uh, here's in what both you're gonna Star Treks, we saw R2 blow by. You're going to see a lot of lens flare. I can well, guarantee that. Yeah. Uh, beyond that, I don't think that there's anything is really like prescriptive. Now, here's the thing: if it turns out that the new Darth Vader is, it turns out it's it's it's, it's uh, Luke Skywalker. I, I'll be like, eh, all right, whatever. I don't think it is. I think they I think they set it up intentionally to make people think that that's what it was mm-hmm. going to be. But I don't think they're going to do that. I think they've I think they got something better in place. Do, do you think Are you they're gonna going go to build another Death Star? Because that's worked really well so far, <laughs> yeah, the Death yeah. Star strategy. Death Star V3? Yeah. yeah. This time they might want to finish the whole thing without trenches. 
Yeah, yeah, without a... Uh, or don't let Bothans on board, one of the two. Yeah, something something on there. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I, I'm kind of thinking about going back, watching all six previous movies this week, just, uh, just to do it. You know, why not? So, might I, I suggest you know. something different? Okay. There are a number of conspiracy theories on the internet around, mostly surrounding um, the Phantom Menace forward, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, do you remember the little uh, monologue that the uh, that Senator Palpatine has about the um, oh crap one of the uh, Sith who had actually defeated death? You're losing me here, but okay, go ahead. Okay, um, there's a number of folks that have spent a little too much time smoking peyote, but they have determined that uh, Jar Jar Binks is actually this. Uh, uh, yeah. Sith Lord yeah. from you know the past. And he's actually evil genius. Correct, just orchestrating everything, everything that yeah. he can. I don't. I don't think so. I think. I think. I honestly, I think Jar Jar Binks was just a so, shitty George Lucas idea. Here's the deal. I 100 percent agree with you, uh, but at the same time, I personally am always uh, intrigued by conspiracy theories. Yeah, and what patterns people can find that there's absolutely no uh, no reason to yeah, find. Yeah. They'll, they'll find some stretches there. Yeah, and, and it makes me smile what they do. Uh, I actually did watch another show that was... So, you, one of the... I don't know if we talked about it on the show, but I know we talked about it in person. Uh, one of the problems that I always had with the uh, uh, prequels was the... Oh my god, Mace Windu, you're assaulting a senator. And... Well, I guess Mace Windu's evil. I'm going to kill him. I'm going to, like, go kill a bunch of kid Jedis now. And, oh, yeah, okay, I'm evil now, I guess. That's where we're at. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I watched a... uh, Yeah, no, not really, not at all. I watched another uh, YouTube video recently where they sort of tried to describe that and put it into better context. Yeah. And they actually did a better job than I uh, would have expected. Because, like, when I saw the header, I'm like, oh, please, no. But then I watched them, like, holy shit, these guys might be onto something here. Like, there was some ham-fisted storytelling going on in the prequels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but there could have been, like, some seeds of actual uh, reasonableness in some of that. Yeah. yeah. So, explain at all? Yeah, so, <laughs> all right. Like, like the dark side midichlorian take over your make you go crazy type no, thing? No, or? no, no, no. It's more like, uh, so, the, the thing that Midichlorian. Was, the thing that the prequels failed to do was really clearly explain how Anakin went from the light side to the dark side. Right. Right. It was just, I'm a guy, and then all of a sudden, I guess I'm evil, and I'm going to murder everybody. Right. And, and it was like a snap decision that didn't really fit anywhere. Well, they actually walk through and kind of highlight the fact that uh, the Jedi Council was all about the rules, all about the prophecies, right? Yep. And... Anakin always had a hard time believing in that because being that they believed he was the one, there was always a ton of pressure put on him, but he was never part of the in crowd, right? Okay, okay. He was always kind of outside pointing in and trying his best to live up to the right. way he could the never, Jedi... He could never, they never let him be as good as he wanted to be. Right, he could never quite make it, so he was always a little behind. And then when he sees Mace Windu attacking the senator, uh, he's now seeing a guy that has actually been strict by the book, rule-bound, just kind of going, you know what, F the rules, I'm done. And then he sort of has a little, like, uh, Anakin at that point has a little crisis of conscience. I'm trying to understand, well, 
if Mace is all of a sudden, you know, on the High Council, he's one of these great Jedis, but right. he obviously doesn't believe in the Jedi ethos. Uh, do any of the other Jedis actually believe? Have I been yeah, wasting okay, my time okay. here? And then so he, he tries to be a good Jedi and stop Mace from killing the senator. But then he's got the senator kind of creeping on in, doing his like weird evil Jedi Creep, shit. Creepy, yeah, <laughs> creeper. And, and I get he like he's just sort of like loses a little bit there. He loses okay. himself. He loses his understanding. He kind of fa- fails to believe fully in the Jedi's, and just assumes that everything's a corrupt system and decides to try and make it better. Yeah. Mm, unfortunately, he's got Senator Palpatine's hand up his ass, directing him to do evils. Yeah. So, Which makes more sense than what was portrayed in the movie. Yeah. So as uh, as we're wrapping up here, I just want a reminder: we're here at AFK. Uh, what's fascinating about this place? Nobody's is looked. Nobody's given us a second look, right? I think if if we did this from like any other bar, uh, somebody to come up to. What, what what are you doing here? Yeah, but, uh, nobody's actually, even bothered. The, the, yeah, and the wait staff's been actually super awesome. Yeah, they, 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 they're, they're just like, you want another one? But yeah, but, they're, but actually, they're quiet about it. Yeah. They're like, they're cool. So, yeah. So it sounds cool. like you have a schedule. Are you trying to get somewhere? No, not really. All right. Because I did also want to talk about some other cool Apple stuff that I bought recently. All right. I just don't want to bore people. We've been talking for like an hour now. Uh, 48 minutes and five seconds. That's no, so why I said like an hour now. Right, whatever. <laughs> uh, I'm finding actually from some of the podcasts I've been listening to, yeah. uh, they're like three hours long. Oh, shit. We got time. We Let's can, we can talk go. chatty motherfuckers. Yeah. Interestingly enough, I listen to multiple three-hour podcasts from uh, similar, like the same people, honestly. But... So, in addition to my Apple Watch, which I got, actually, let's talk briefly about the Apple Watch. Speaking of boring. Yeah. So, A, I actually do really dig the band. They did some cool stuff to make the band a little more, uh, uh, a little different, but more of the same. Yeah. So, you've had a watch before, and you know the part where the band, or the part that you slip through, and it is always kind of flipping out. Yep. Yeah, they don't have that on the Apple Watch. It slides under yep. the outside. I can, so see, I can see that. Yeah, it just kind of is continuous and easy. Now, uh, I've been a super huge fan. Siri's awesome for a long time. She's just as good from the watch. Yeah. I don't actually type texts on my phone anymore. Yeah. Uh, except for the one that I failed to send to you today when I was trying to tell when you, you I was going to be late. Sister? Yeah. Um, I talked to Siri on my watch. I've actually answered phone calls from my watch. Uh, one of the things, though, that I've been really uh, a little sad about, uh, we'll go so far as to say disappointed, I can't actually customize my watch face. There's like... A specific number of watch faces. I thought that was like the thing that you can do. It, like that's why, yeah. Know, the big so, thing was you can customize the watch face. Well, they you can customize the watch face in that there are some watch faces that you can select the background of. Okay. So I can go ahead and select a picture of me and my kid, and that could be there's my like watch face. The but then the mouse one, right? Yeah. There's the that. like. There's a number I, I of know, different. I saw that on the ads. There's a number of different watch faces, right? But. Um, they have these things called complications, which are... Uh, Sounds complicated. Yeah. That's, that's what watches have. That's why, why they call it complications. You know when you look at a watch and it's I got know, the it's little... I know, it's got the date. It's a complication. Date. Yeah. yeah. Same thing here. So on a, the complications can have, I think, what, three sizes, four sizes, two or three sizes? Can't remember now. Just watch it this morning. But the... I think there's 10 or 11 watch faces. Okay. And the complications are only available on some of them. Uh, and So if you the, have Mickey Mouse, per se, you may not be able to add a complication to it. Correct. I think the Mickey Mouse one has complications in each of the four corners. Okay. But they're little tiny complications. Okay. Right? Like, 
if I wanted to have a complication that went from full left to right on the screen, um, I have to select one of the watch faces. It has exactly one of those, and it sits in the middle of the screen. Okay. I can't actually move the complications around and put them in different spots. Sound, actually, this does sound complicated. Yeah, and, and like, I'm sure it's only a matter of time before Apple lets uh, individual app developers build their own watch faces, but they need to get there quick because it's a little on the frustrating side. Like, uh, I, I'll, say, I, I'll say that the, the watch face that you're, you've been using to me seems like <sighs> a bit of a shit show. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> just it's it's too cluttered, right? You, yeah, I, and, and that's that's my issue with it. Is like you've, you've got the time the, and the calendar and the weather and I yep. mean, yeah, you're getting all that stuff at a glance, but it's well, it's really crammed in there, and it's like three different font sizes and yeah, um, it, it, like right now on my watch face, and the top left corner is a little tiny square that says Saturday in white letters with twelve underneath it. And then to the right of that is, and that's a complication. I could change that to anything I want, but it's a little itty bitty tiny square. And then to the right of that is the time. It says nine oh three. Um, underneath that, I kind of have a horizontal bar that has my calendar in it. Um, and then I have three little boxes along the bottom that have uh, like a timer, my watch battery, and the temperature outside. But my Garmin Phoenix Three has tons of customized watch faces. Lots of folks have built them. You can go right. download them. It's very easy. Come on, Apple. Get with the deal. So has Apple just not opened up the Correct. API to allow people to do it? Yep, okay. that's the case. So. I'm hoping they do soon. Um, I'm also hoping that uh, app developers get their shit together and start making some complications that are actually useful. Yeah. Because the complications that are out there, I haven't been terribly impressed with yet. Hmm. So what was the other thing you want to talk about uh, Apple-wise? I want to talk about my iPad Pro. Oh, right, right, right. So I ordered an iPad Pro, well, pre-ordered an iPad Pro, uh, got it delivered as soon as it could, and I still didn't get my uh, keyboard or my pen with it. I had Soul. to wait another... Pencil. Pencil. Ooh, pencil. shit, sorry. Yeah. yeah, my pencil. Had to wait like three weeks for my pencil and another couple days beyond that for my keyboard. Uh, so far, I'm loving my iPad Pro, actually. Yeah. Uh, the keyboard came in this week on Wednesday, and uh, my iPad Pro is so much more awesome with the keyboard. So I know both of us got Surfaces uh, yeah. when they first came out. And the thing that I loved about the Surface was the keyboard, right? Yeah. Because I had a little tiny tablet that could uh, have a keyboard on it, and I could just go to town. Yep. Uh, now? I, I, I still, even now, with the, with the, you know, and I only really used the original Surface, the touch keyboard, I never quite got used to, right? Right. The, That's why that I, lack of tactile yeah. button feeling, yeah. The Apple keyboard does have the actual tactile feel on it. Right, which the new Surface yeah, keyboards the, have also. But. Well, yeah, the new Surface keyboards have little laptop keyboards on them yeah. functionally. Uh, but I have been using the crap out of my iPad Pro since I got the keyboard on it. Uh, and it has the split screen where I can have one app on the left, one app on the right, yep. and both of them active. Like today I was taking notes for what we need to discuss after the podcast um, while watching... Uh, uh, Apple Watch videos for how to do coding ah, for it. Right. So I was like watching a video on the left, type, 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 type. Yeah, uh, the iPad Pro is functionally awesome. It's great. Cool. How's the how's the pencil? Pencil's awesome. Uh, I was actually really impressed with the pencil. I could uh, actually write on my iPad. 
it wasn't as nice as using my Wacom tablet. Okay. Because the Wacom tablet actually kind of feels like paper. Yeah, that's what I've, I the, the Wacom almost has a bit of a texture onto the yeah. on the surface, which you just can't do on a on a screen, really. Correct. But on the iPad, it actually was able to like recognize my crappy handwriting. It didn't get confused when my uh, hand was down on the screen. Everything just worked. Nice. So, yeah, phenomenally awesome. Uh, but, yeah, if you uh, have an extra grand, go ahead and go out and buy an iPad Pro and a pencil and a uh, keyboard. Uh, I'm actually looking forward to kind of adjusting our podcast workflow to start integrating the iPad into yeah. it so that I can take notes on what's going on in the show, things we need to follow up on. Uh, but, you know, that's for the next show when we're not on location Yeah, with a tiny <laughs> round table. All right. I think that's all I had to talk that's about. That's all Did you have I've anything? got. So, all right. Well, we thank you, everybody, for listening. and uh, We'll try and get another one out in another week to get back on schedule. Yes, we will. Thanks again for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.